0: Here's the deal with my papa. Hello and welcome everyone to Here's the Deal. I'm Jeff Adair here
1: with Danny Sitters. Danny, good morning. How are you doing? Good morning. I am okay today. I'm not well. I'm okay. I had a battle with the front end of my um, SUV. Oh boy. Doing a little brake and rotor work Mm. and uh, my hands and... My uh, knees all held up, but my back didn't. Oh, so, no. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, I'm, glad, I'm glad we're sitting down for this one. Yeah. That's oh, nice and yeah. relaxed.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: There's no way I can stand through this. <laughs> well, uh, everybody, thanks again for joining us. Um, just want to let you know about last week's uh, episode that you're probably not seeing. is because the file was corrupt, and, and this guy here, uh, Jeff, is not really that technical to recover that. So here we are with episode 10 even though it's supposed to be one behind. But we're still here, episode 10, okay. Danny. All right. Another great sermon uh, this past Sunday. Thank you for that again. Um, you know, when, when Jesus asks us questions, like how many of you would leave the 99 sheep to go find the one, and how many would tear the house apart looking for one coin, why do those
1: questions make us uncomfortable? <laughs> because Jesus asks them. That's why. <laughs> Jesus, so I've, I've said this many times, look if if you're having a conversation with Jesus and he turns around and asks a question then do not answer run <laughs> run for the hills so um, no and, and that's a great question let me let me set up the answer this way but what i want to do is start uh, what i started last sunday and want to continue on is taking a bird's eye view of categories of Jesus okay um, and so we looked at uh, this sunday Uh, what Jesus had to say about people, in particular salvation, Mm. reaching to many people, reaching to all. And uh, we're going to continue that, uh, looking uh, at at various aspects, because here's what has been the case in my life. So I'll study um, a text, let's say a a, a story, a a parable, the parable of the weeds. And you take that one parable, you break it down, you do the word studies, you look at the historical context, and you stand up and you present. And so then the next week I might be over in 1st or 2nd Timothy and what Paul is saying for us to do and how to live, and then the next week maybe a text from the Sermon on the Mount. Okay. I've never just said, okay, if, if Jesus is the truth, if he's the, the way, the truth, and the life... Let's just dive into what he taught, what he said, what he preached. Um, look at his miracles, um, how he dealt with his disciples. But I, I got to tell you what I'm already beginning to see. There are some common themes. Okay. One is Jesus speaks the truth. Oh, yes. And, and and that kind of gets to what you're asking. Yep. Um, Jesus is all about the outcast the rejected the less than the the people who we would tend to overlook oh, yeah ouch and get a little too busy for and it just keeps coming up over and over and over again even in what we're going to talk about so yeah jesus uh, tells these parables about the ninety-nine sheep and one is lost, and the shepherd takes off to go find that one. And the lady that has a coin and she loses it, she's got ninety-nine, she loses one, she tears the house up. Uh, he then tells about again the prodigal son parable that the father has two sons and the one leaves and and um, and and goes astray and lives a rebellious life. And uh, and and this this week, by the way, we're going to take a look at the other son. Oh, the. The Righteous the One. The Righteous One, yeah, okay. Uh, the yeah. Older Brother. Mm. Uh, very, Quite a few lessons that, that come out of that.
0: Yeah.
1: But he, but, he, but the point of those is, which one of you would do this? Which one of you would leave the 99? Basically say, fend for yourself. I'm, I'm, I'm going after this one. Yeah. This one is lost. Or you would just put your whole schedule aside for the day and tear your house up looking for that one coin. Or how many of you fathers would get so disrespected by this rebellious son that you would put that aside? And when he when you see him coming, by the way, the father's out watching every day for Mm -hmm. this son to come back. How many of you would run from your front porch and hug him and kiss him and say, let's throw a party before um, before the son is able to give his I'm sorry speech? Please Mm -hmm. forgive me father for i have sinned speech how many of you would do that and the answer is it's a rhetorical question it comes out of these three stories um i I probably wouldn't do that i i've got i've got other i've got other priorities in my life than to go and take off and, and leave by the way the, the 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 actors in the story of the parables is that's what god will do. Oh yeah. God will leave the 99 who are in the fold, right? That are that are eating the grass properly safe, safe, and and yeah, and it, he's gone. Yeah. Why? He's after the one that's lost. So, now, I said all that. Ask the question again. I forgot what the so, question is. Why does Jesus's questions make us uncomfortable? They make me uncomfortable because I spend most of my life thinking about myself. Hmm. Huh? Yeah. What, what I should be doing. Uh, you, another phrase that, that you hear me use quite often, always trying to get myself off of my own hands, dealing with myself and my own challenges and my own struggles and my own sin to think about somebody else. Yeah. Right. So, I, I, again, we, this was in a sermon a few months ago that if we're not careful, our doctrine is, you know, get saved, try to stay saved, be moral, and be respectable. That's a full-time job see, for me. That sounds like a lot of work. Yeah. I, I don't have time to think about you. Yeah. I, he, you know, someone's lost. Well, I feel like I am. I, I got to keep working on this. I, I don't know where, you know, so the struggle is, where does grace and salvation and life fit in my life that kind of allows me to put all the other stuff aside so that I can love other people? Oh, there you go. So that, I can, you know, I guess I can only answer for myself that the, the, the challenge is for me i tend to think more about myself and my life and my success and my struggles than i do about other people yeah i see um so this idea that jesus
0: came to save all even those that don't go to church that really reminded me of a story of of jonah and nineveh um is that something that, that you were thinking about when you were bringing that up in sermon or were you going another direction with that
1: that's exactly what Jonah is another another example, but it's in the Old Testament, so I couldn't use it because Jesus right. was not Jesus. So. <laughs> That's right, right? Yeah, so God, you know, called Jonah, hey, go over there and save those folks, and Jonah's kind of got a common mentality. They're not us. Yeah, they're not. They're not Jewish. Those are outsiders. They're they. As a matter of fact, they're barbarians. Yeah uh talked about that not long ago um they they are um they are people who are bloodthirsty and they're not quote god's chosen why would why would i go there i i I don't want to go there um and he didn't go there and he found himself in all kinds of trouble and even after again the story's over with he's sitting there mad that uh, they did repent right and uh you know, and, and God and, and, and God saved them. He, uh, Jonah doesn't like this. Yeah. We just don't tend to like the idea that everybody could be in. No. That let me say it this way: that God could love everybody. There you go. That God does desire everybody to be saved. That Jesus came to save all. Everyone. Yeah. So yeah, it it is that one. Um, that idea. I, I would I would say to anyone listening, take time and read through Scripture and think about what Jesus, you know, um, has to say about this, and and what Paul has to say. Uh, ab- about it, yeah. there there are multiple texts in in scripture that that speak to this direction. And at the end of the day, I don't know all the answers. But again, the the ones that that I brought up um, Sunday, um, Jesus says, "Hey, w- when I when I am lifted up from this earth, I will draw all to myself. E- everyone, everyone." Right. This idea of being lifted up from the earth, the cross, and mm-hmm. then the resurrection, and then the ascension. When he's lifted up, that has the power to draw all people. And, and so, you know, it's, it's, this, it's this idea of, uh, on the one hand, we can look at God and, and, and read text like, God causes the sun to shine on the just and the unjust. We use this, and yeah. the rain to fall on the wicked and the righteous. And we say, yeah, that's God. God, God does that. Um, God is no respecter uh, of persons. He He loves all, and He sends rain and He sends sunshine t- to all. And um, but I'm not sure we should. I'm not sure how far I should take that. Right. Because at some point, doesn't that doesn't that um, move up to a line of salvation and respectability and morality oh, for wow. us? It's I'm, I'm, I'm telling you that it is our theology matters. Our doctrinal positions matter in that we end up living our lives based on those core beliefs. True. So when, I'll just say this for every person to think about, when you read texts like this, and again, I'm not telling you what how to, how to think theologically, but when you read texts like this, first examine your own, Theology, your own experiences, um, also test all again all of the table talk that you've heard growing up around the uh, kitchen table. Yeah, see, that's those conversations formed us when when we were younger. Oh yeah, and, and again, that's what mom and dad said, and aunt and uncle, and grandma and grandpa, and and the traveling preacher that came through. Right. All, all of that they they, they form us in. How we think, how we believe, how we read Scripture, but then how we how we live our lives. Um, so yeah, Jesus, you know, said, uh, you know, uh, the sun shines on the good on the righteous and the unrighteous, the just, the unjust, the evil and the wicked. Um, you know, and so I, I added a couple of other texts just to throw in there to think about. It. And so the disciples one day came to Jesus and said, Hey, we saw this. Um, uh, this exorcist this demon exorcist out here casting out demons but he's not one of us right he's not in yeah he's not authorized so we told him stop it you you just cut that out you're you're not one of us and and Jesus in his um great wisdom said don't no, you you don't need to stop him if he's not against us he's for us wow wow if he's not against us He's for us. He's on the team. Yeah. He's he's doing good. Yes, but he didn't he doesn't recite the right prayers and you know, he he doesn't um worship at the right times mm, and yeah. he doesn't have the right translation of scripture. You know, again, a lot of this man-made criteria that we tend to come up with. Yeah. Jesus just kind of shoves that all aside and says, "No, if he's not working against us, then, then he's for us. Oh, that's awesome. But the one that's really sort of mind-boggling uh, is where Jesus said to his disciples, he said, um, I have sheep that do not belong to this fold. Yeah. Right? Now, think about that idea of fold is, is where the sheep gather. It's, right. they're, they're all together. Okay. Right? The sheep know the shepherd. Shepherd knows the sheep. But he says, I do have sheep that don't belong to this fold. Well, how is that the case, that Jesus has sheep that aren't in the fold? Yeah. You know. Now, again, you could say the fold is worldwide. Sure enough, church universal, and, and, and that's fine. But he says, then, I must bring them in also. Hmm. So they are his sheep. They're just not in the fold yet. Yeah. And he's going to go get them and, and bring them into the fold, which, by the way, is <laughs> what Jesus was very good about. Yes. As he walked this earth, he rarely, if ever, I'm just talking off the top of my head, he rarely, if ever, asked permission. Right. Think well, about this. Not true. Walks up to these fishermen and says, hey, follow me. Right. Right? <laughs> what? Yeah. Could you say hi? You say, know? He doesn't say good morning <laughs> or anything else. <laughs> hi, my name's Jesus. I'm the son of God. <laughs> and uh, it'd be in your best interest. Would you consider, no, just follow me. Yeah. Zacchaeus, hey, get out of the tree. I'm going to your house. We talked about that in the sermon. Again, another take on on Zacchaeus. I'm, I'm going to your house, and so it's, it's Jesus is the one that is initiating these things. He's not asking for permission. Um, so you know, I just hear in this text, "What there's other sheep, I'm, I'm going to go get them. I'm going to go get them. I'm going to bring them in." Yeah. Well, well now, okay, so. At minimum, we have to think through this idea of salvation. Is it me coming to Jesus and doing the right things to get saved? Or is it me being lost and Jesus comes and finds me?
0: Mm.
1: Or Jesus knocks on my door and says, hey, put another plate at the table because I'm hungry and I'm sitting down with you tonight. Right now. Now, now again that could be minor it could be major right yeah in, in our thinking so i encourage you to think through these th- these ideas but again i, I started out with in the sermon with jesus is the most amazing uh, person that's ever lived and again he's the most mind-boggling very true
0: yes you know um it says this idea of all and inclusiveness of the rain falling on the um righteous and unrighteous Revelation 7 you brought it up in your sermon uh, talks about a multitude that no one could count standing before the throne and in front of the Lamb now if something that is in scripture like Revelation 7 that says no one could count how many were there has the lens that has been put on been that those are the ones I say those, the multitude have followed the rules to get
1: in <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a good question boy it could go in several different directions with that but but again get the context in revelation john is seeing this vision and he's looking up at the throne room around god and this number you can't count them yeah every tribe every nation right now i don't know if they are sectioned off up there in heaven with the you know the Catholic section and right. the Methodists and the Church of Christ and the Baptist. I, I tend not to believe that that is the case, and I'm just being silly yeah. with, with, with that comment. But you can't count them all from, yeah. from every nation, every tribe, um, every people, every language. They're they're up there. It's 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 more again. It's more than you could count. It is the multitude of multitudes around the throne of God. Yeah. Well. You know uh, that that also then challenges our, our thinking. Yes. Where did they all come from? Here, here's a great question, and you, you ask it: Did they all believe the same things? Right. Did they all do in in, in their um, journey of faith? Did they all practice the exact same things? Yeah. Uh, um, I think I know the answer to that. It logically, no. yeah. No, they they don't. Were there some are there some that know a whole lot more than others? Yes. Uh, we're, we're, are there going to be those up there that have had incredible struggle and pain and difficulty in this lifetime, but they're there? Yes. Yes. So it is, uh, it is our lens. A- again, it's our lens. It's that, that we view God through, that we view Scripture through. It is our religious upbringing and teaching that we received. That, that also um, shades the way that we understand um, Scripture. You know, again, let's, let's call it for what it is. There is a reason why there are so many religious movements, not only in this country, but around the world. Yeah. And, and that is because each religious movement or denomination, however you would refer to them, um, have sort of locked in to a certain standard of belief and expectation and practice to the exclusion of everybody else. Yeah, it's true. So I've always asked the question how is it that you could have, um, in any given, I didn't just take a small town but where I was from in East Texas, there were more, you know. Uh, there, there were more churches than, than you could shake a stick at. And there'd be like four on, you know, on one particular block. Why is it that you, you, you back then, I used to use this illustration, you check the uh, yellow pages and look at their advertisements. Oh, yeah. They basically say the same thing. Uh, by the way, number one, they all worship at the same time. Yep, Found that fascinating. But um, we are the ones that preach the word, stand for the truth, and um you know, basically we're God's chosen, we're, we're God's holy people. Yet, when you look at the different beliefs and practices and, and and theologies, they're quite different. How is it that each one had figured out the specific right form of knowledge and practice mm. and all proclaimed that they are the correct ones? Yeah. that's harmed us, but it but it also speaks to a a, to a deeper level of um, what we really believe about God and, and what it means to, to follow Jesus and what it means to be a Christian. What, what is it? And so, you know, historically, you can kind of walk back through time and you'll see this same thought process theological perspective for most religious movements and and what it comes down to is a right religion or right faith is based on the right knowledge and the right practice. Ooh. Which again is what I do to get right with God. Correct, yeah. You wow. see. And and by the way, un- until we're able to remove those lenses there are certain texts in Scripture that won't make sense. I, I know. I've been down this road. Yeah. Um, I I can remember many, many times, especially in graduate school, leaving class with a headache and a stomachache. ache. Hmm. And, and I didn't like it because it was the things that we were reading and thinking about and dealing with in the text were unfamiliar to me. And I hadn't thought of things in that way. Yeah and it's disturbing. And yet I tell everybody and when when I have this conversation with them in in the over a period of time in the process what happened to me is I have a greater love and appreciation for God and Jesus and the Bible. But I don't see it the same way. Yeah. Because I was forced to look at my looking glasses. Yeah. So, yes, um, it, even when you like you you just brought up Revelation seven, it would be easy to take a look at that text and say, "Well, those are the ones who who did it right." Right. Uh, probably not. Yeah. Probably not. But
0: yeah. You know just thinking about what um, you're saying there. I learned instead of a denomination, a faith tradition was something that uh, is recent, coming up in the lexicon, if you will for that. And um, when you said something about our religious upbringing, I didn't have one. So when you talk about the concept of all, it it really, it speaks to me because that's what I, when I first came to Jesus, that's what I thought and that's how I I viewed it. So when you say that, that it really makes sense to me because my religious upbringing was was zero. And so I saw it that way when I got here, so Uh, we got one more question. Is there a certain way that we can see Jesus for who he really is? A particular way are there a certain way or
1: is there a way to see Jesus as he really is yeah yes read your Bible all right <laughs> <laughs> great I love it. except we just I just went on this long monologue about the lenses yes. that we look through to read our Bible so maybe that's not uh, the best answer <laughs> it's mentality it's um so, and by the way, you know, I'm just kind of thinking right now off the top of my head when you ask that question. Um, so, what we're going to try to do over the next several weeks is look at Jesus on a particular subject throughout all four Gospels. Okay. All right. And 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 really wrestle with them instead of just taking an isolated text. And well, taking an isolated text and, and going ahead and stamping my own belief system on that particular text. Mm. See, if you stack up these same things like Jesus said about salvation and all and, and those that are lost, and it's kind of hard. It kind of gets you. you yeah. kind of like, well, wait a minute now, okay, I can, I can handle one text, but now two, three, four, five, six, ah, you're really starting to mess with me now. You're right. really starting to make me have to think and reconsider which, by the way, again, is frightening to us because it might mean that at some point I have to change. Yeah. We don't like change. We just don't like change. So, yeah, I think looking at Jesus in the Gospels and 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 just spending time with Jesus is important. But again, I started with this word. It's It's our mentality. And I think the mentality is, and this really grabbed me in 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 preaching the Sermon Sunday, this idea of being lost. Mm. That I may need to come back to Jesus with this mentality of I'm just lost. I don't know where to go. I'm not sure what to do. And by the way, that's okay. That's that's how all these people came to Jesus. Right. They're just lost. Right? Now again, we get we get the we get religious jargon mixed in with these concepts well when you're lost that means that you're not saved and you're not forgiven from your sins and therefore you're not going to heaven and you know and to a degree okay but also lost means I just don't know where to go I'm the little kid in the supermarket that looked up and mom is not around Yeah, I panic and I want to say it's okay to have questions and, and struggles and doubts and to say you know i don't have jesus figured out all the way by the way i think that there are sometimes when jesus tells stories that he does not give us the answer oh yeah that he leaves us in a state of questioning and the disciples i'm thinking of i can't remember the story that they, they pulled jesus aside and said what jesus what do you mean by that oh yeah what <laughs> We love to say, now, the parables are a, what is it, a, an earthly, earthly story. story with a heavenly That's meaning. That's right. The, the disciples heard it and went, okay, Jesus, what stop. Do you mean? What, explain that. Yeah. What, what does that mean? And Jesus will say, I, I say everything in parables so that those that are always looking, they'll never see, and those that are always listening, they'll never hear. What? And he walks off. Like, yeah. golly. What, you... <laughs> what? Yeah. Wait, Jesus! Could you give us, you know, I, I think about that in, in regards to my own, to to preaching, right? We we preachers love to get up with a text, and and three points that in three points, and if they all start with the same letter. Oh yeah, that's right? right. And a funny story yeah. or a joke, and maybe a poem at the end, and we just kind of package everything in this neat twenty minute, you know, time frame. Yeah. Look how many times Jesus either makes people upset, mad, confused, um, astonished. Yeah. There's a place for that with Jesus. Jesus, I just don't get it. Jesus, I, I just don't understand. What is it that I'm supposed to learn about you? But I don't. Think that it will ever happen until we get back to this lost mentality. It's another word for humility. Yeah. Right. So I wonder. Again, I played with this Sunday with Zacchaeus when Jesus says, "I've come to seek and to save the lost." I wonder if Zacchaeus was like lost. Why would you look, look, look at my look at my house? Oh, look at my yeah. look at my crystal. Look at my cars. Look, <laughs> right. I'm, you, you think that's lost? Yeah. Yeah. It is lost. It's it's not about what you possess, right, on earth. It's about really who possesses you. Does does Jesus possess you? And so um, that, I think, has to be part of the makeup of our thinking is, uh, you know, myself included, as someone who's been preaching Jesus for well over 30 years, you know, when I get up Sunday, Jesus, I'm lost, I I wanna I wanna do my best, but would you help us to understand? Would you help us ask more questions? Yeah. Maybe it is Jesus saying, Yeah, you know what, you're going in the right direction, so let's just stay confused for a little bit. Let's just stay lost for a little bit longer in our thinking. Right. So that we 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 continue to pursue Jesus or turn it around sure. or let Jesus pursue us. There you go, yeah. I
0: like that. So I
1: think I think there is a, a way to to see Jesus but right now I'm not sure that in looking at his life and his teachings and his sermons and his miracles I think there are times when Jesus kind of leaves us hanging yeah. so that we will continue to search so that's why I say I think it's it's okay to ask questions and to search and to wonder and to have doubt uh, just make just take it right back to Jesus yeah Love that. Well, speaking of questions, we got one from, from
0: Randall this week from a congregation. He says, I love the message of love, and it's not for us to judge. However, Jesus continually corrected others, and Paul shows us uh, ways to correct people living in sin. And there is instruction to not eat with those who have fallen away. So I see it as Jesus spoke with those who should know better. Okay, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what.
1: Okay. Hang on. That's a great question. And Sunday... We're going to deal with that. Oh, awesome! All right. We're going to look at uh, some of Jesus's sermons and teachings, and you know, he Jesus could go on these long monologues with people, and and he will say things that people again are amazed at, and he will say things that'll get them so angry they're ready to kill him, Oof. and he'll say things that are uh, getting ready that people get ready to um, say, "I, I'm walking away." So one of one of the things that he does talk about is judging other people, right? Looking, looking at others and, and having opinion. And so we're going to deal with this Sunday. So that's why awesome. I stopped you in the right. question. But I, I will say this. Um, Jesus did call a spade a spade yes oh yes you did. <laughs> you brood of vipers so, yeah that is not going to win friends and influence people no he's not going to be mr popular <laughs> again it's one of the reasons why they killed him yeah so if uh, if we can hang on till Sunday, we're going to take again a broad view of some of Jesus's sermons and preachings and teachings, and that's going to be a, a part of it. So that's come awful. Sunday or, or tune in Sunday.
0: Well, have to let Randall, let Randall know you out there listening, Randall you just have to wait till Sunday for that one. That's right, and I have to wait another another few days. So uh, again, Danny, thank you again for for all the work you're doing. I hope you get get rested and and, and uh, relaxed for for Sunday, so you can. Well, wait, wait. I'll get you a chair up there on Sunday if you need to. We can that sit might down work. Yeah, the... That
1: might be a good idea. I just hope I don't fall asleep if I sat oh, down in okay, the chair. Right.
0: <laughs> Well, there. Well, of course, there's always the preacher joke of somebody else out there in the that's, audience is sleeping too, that's so right. you wouldn't be so, alone.
1: <laughs> somebody's sleeping for you, so that's you right. don't have to worry about it.
0: <laughs> Everybody, have a great week again. Uh, if you have any questions, send them in to hcocdigitalmedia@gmail.com. And Danny, have a great week. We'll see you on Sunday. Thank you. God bless.